Hi, I'm Julia Nishlapidis. Hi there, I'm James Wallace. And this is Walk Left, the podcast. And I'm Marty Chidoric. Thanks for joining us. Welcome. Thank you. Now, a listener to this with uh, some fluency in what's going on in Toronto theatre will definitely recognize your names from the work done by Shakespeare Bashed, but that's not what we're here to talk about today. Nope. Not today. We're here to talk about the Labute cycle. That's right. Mm -hmm. So before we talk about the plays and the nuts and bolts of all that, talk to me a bit about uh, the project and how this came about. Uh, the Labute Cycle kind of started as a passion project, mostly from James, who is the artistic director of Shakespeare Bash, and he's also my husband. Just for backstory. just put it that, that out there right that, now. That's why this came full about. disclosure. Yeah. Disclosure. Let's we are be married. Honest. Yes. Basically, after directing, you know, one of my first shows or second shows or whatever, I just really wanted to uh, expand and, and try new things and. Uh, it sort of started out as like, what kind of contemporary projects can I direct? And uh, I had known a few plays by Neil Butte and had read these two plays. And I said, well, either one of these would be good. And then after thinking for a bit, I'm like, what about both of these plays? And uh, Julia read them and she kind of advised me on what she thought uh, was the proper way to go about this. So, yeah, the impetus was for the project was sort of from from me, but I think we both have uh, really nurtured this process and, and these two plays together. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a nice little uh, husband and wife do-it-yourself kind of uh, play yeah. thing going on. I don't know. And we, we pulled together a lot of our friends from Shakespeare Bashed. We have a lot of the production team, stage manager, lighting designer, those sort of people who have worked with us on all of the Bashed shows, as well as a bunch of actors as well as a couple, no, one other one, actor, one actor who hasn't worked who's with actually Bashed. worked with uh, Julia's company, Theater Caravel. You know, we our companies are sister companies to each other, and uh, he's a great guy, Steve Boliantu, and uh, yeah. So we kind of brought people that we had worked with before, and uh, that we knew could really dig in and have a good time with these plays. And uh, it's also about fun, right? Because there's nothing more fun than putting on plays, in my opinion. So I was just kind of like, let's have a good time, and let's do some really great work. And uh, if we come out of it with uh, with those experiences, I think that to me is worth it. So let's talk a bit about the two plays that make up the mm-hmm. cycle. They are Fat Pig and Reasons to Be Pretty. They're part of a trilogy that yeah. Libby wrote. Yeah, I, I, I would in his uh, his published works he talks about this as he has these three plays that sort of uh, look at the the, the theme of uh, of beauty I would say he probably uh, words it another way but uh, these two plays exist in that as well as his one of his earliest plays which is the shape of things yeah so they all kind of uh, come together as a sort of unofficial trilogy right but we're just doing two of them yes three's a little much uh, so we picked these two I think the shape of things has been done quite a bit in Toronto yeah I I I had read Shape of Things many years ago. I enjoyed it. Uh, it wasn't as intriguing to me as a piece of work as Reasons to be Pretty and Fat Pig were. I mean, Fat Pig is a play I've wanted to do since the first... As soon as I put the play down on my desk after reading it, I was like, I have to do this play. And uh, Reasons to be Pretty is sort of only recently, I'd say in the last year and a half, has come into my uh, my collection, as it were. And I sat down and was able to read it. So uh, so what was it about Fat Pig that made you say, I have to do this play? What an opportunity for, for actors, especially as an a- uh, any actress playing the part of Helen. Uh, to me, it was it's those uh, those vulnerable, dark portions of uh, of life 
I would say, or what we uh, present as life on stage. Those are very, very interesting to me. And how do you nurture and how do you put that on stage? And uh, how do you uh, start a dialogue about the way that we, uh, I would say, value beauty? The society that we live in will affect the way that we treat people of a certain look or whatever. And I, I thought that was very interesting to explore. Yeah, and the two plays pair really nicely together, yes. both for the actors and for the audience. I'm one of the actors in the play, and it's really interesting to, uh, there are four of us, and we're doing both shows, and we each kind of really get to flip and play something completely different in the other play, which is really fun. Mm -hmm. But also, the themes are explored in such different ways. I mean, Fat Pig is really about the external pressure that society can put on a private relationship, but what everyone else thinks can really affect your relationship with just one other person. And in Reasons to be Pretty, it's really about the value of what your partner thinks about you and how that can affect you. So it really shows kind of two different perspectives on on how beauty can affect people and a relationship and how you value yourself. And I think, too, from a purely theatrical sense, uh, one, you know, Fat Pig is a tragedy and Reasons to be Pretty is a comedy. And I thought that was interesting to kind of uh, explore as actors, uh, giving them the opportunities for actors, these four actors to really, you know, sink their teeth into something like that. I mean, it's, you know, it's a loose definition of that, but because uh, they're both very dark comedies in the end, in the contemporary sense, but... I think it's a great opportunity for these four actors to really uh, explore two completely different characters in uh, one setting. So it's nice. Are you finding the two scripts sort of informing each other or absolutely finding ways to contrast the two? Yes, they do definitely inform each other. Um, he wrote them on, on a similar theme and the characters uh, come out of a similar point of view, but it ends up having different circumstances happening because of where they are in the world. Fat Pig, I think, comes from much more urban setting, while Reasons to be Pretty is much more suburban, which is a lot of fun to explore. But in they're our minds. all dealing with the same issues. Yeah. So <clears throat> it's, it's interesting to be rehearsing a scene for one show and realize, oh yeah, like I'm, I'm kind of starting to get the same feeling I had in this other scene in the other show, but the circumstances are so different, and my character is so different, but these two characters still have the exact same emotions in a way. Which I think makes sense because these are kind of universal things that the plays are dealing with. You know, they're all things we've felt personally as well. Yeah, I think it, the imagination is fired uh, in both these plays. It's very much alive. There's lots for the actors to dig into and lots for the actors to pull from. And the dialogue is uh, obviously coming from Shakespeare over the last few years. It's much <laughs> more conversational, very naturalistic. So... It's also fun to kind of, as a director, to sort of uh, explore that and how, like, I was speaking to Julia one time at home. We were, we were working on lines, and, and she said a line differently, a word differently than it was. And I said, no, but it's like that. He specifically wrote that word because it evokes a different feeling for, for your character in that moment. Yeah, it's it's very different than Shakespeare and yeah. doing focusing a lot of my acting work on Shakespeare over the last few years and then jumping into this I thought oh my god I don't even know how to memorize this sort of thing anymore like it's so conversational and your lines will stop halfway through and you'll spend a minute going and um, well I don't know like you know what I mean and it's like how am I memorizing that how many I I I's do I say before I then say I don't know but well, you just have to trust the pentameter of yeah, you, exactly. clearly. Exactly. <laughs> I keep looking. Why ten syllables? Why didn't he end the line there? 
His verse is very loose. Yeah. You know, so, um, but and it and it's interesting because we're working with, for the most part, a group of actors who have also been focusing on Shakespeare for a while. But we all have a lot of experience doing contemporary stuff. We just took a little break, and now we're getting back into it, and it's fun. Yeah, a play is a play. It, you know, we're all going to pull from whatever technical resources we have. It's just how we approach it and what the style is, and and that's. That's the fun of it too. It's kind of jumping in the deep end, seeing what you can do with it. So, um, yeah. That sounded like a line from the show. Um, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's how half the lines uh, end. And then you got to cut me off, right? You know? And then we have to swear. <laughs> and then I have to swear. <laughs> Directorially, mm-hmm. coming from something that is written with so much structure, with so much, I guess, of the the scaffolding put up for you, into something contemporary. Have you? Have you? I mean, not not to say, as you were saying, you obviously have experience with working with contemporary material. Yes. But what have sort of been some of the some of the challenges coming out of the playwright doing as much work for you as Shakespeare does to the Um I mean, the other thing about having that scaffolding up and having the plays of Shakespeare is that you have a lot of expectation as well and a lot of history to kind of pull from. I mean, there's so much writing about those plays that you could you could spend your entire life, which I plan to, reading about them and understanding them. But for Le Butte, I, I really enjoy the sort of blank slate of it. Um, I've never seen, I've only seen, I've seen maybe one or two of his plays, but I've never seen these plays. So you, you're given the opportunity to sort of build from the bottom. And uh, in terms of what he set up for you, there's there's a lot of opportunity to tell the story in uh, in in a simplistic way, which is uh, I'm always about. I'm I'm interested in, in in simple storytelling on stage, and that'll evoke the most that I can get from it. And uh, I'm also interested in the actors bringing me as much as they have. And because it's been a while, at least since I was able to do contemporary work as well. I've been very much enjoying having these actors come to me with different uh, technical faculties, with different approaches to the work, with different ideas about what the plays are about. Um, and collaboratively, it's been very, very rewarding that way. Um, as a director, I, I don't think you... I think I, I'm always in anything. It's like, what are you saying? Why are you saying it? Who are you saying it to? And how are you telling the story? And I think that's the, the simplest way to do it. <laughs> I'm not one for uh, complicating the matters because there's just no, there's no, none of time. None of time. No, as someone who's been directed by you for both Shakespeare and contemporary yes, stuff, have. I have. Your style is fairly similar. Yes. Uh, the questions you ask us as the characters, the things you tell us to look into and really figure out and explore, it's, it's all along the same lines. It just comes down to less discussion about like, well, is that a stress syllable? Should should that word be important? Because now it's kind of like, if we want it to be important, it's going to be important. Yeah, and with Shakespeare too, you're you're dealing with many more characters on the stage at one time, and and but I find there's one time when I was working on these two plays. I think it was Reasons to Be Pretty. It was actually seen Julia was in it's a scene in the mall, and she's yelling at her former boyfriend and I said, "Well, this is public. This is a public scene." And I'm like, "Well, I sound like a Shakespeare director," but um. That was one of those things that uh, the the similarities cross over and the differences only bring you uh, more reward because you're learning, learning, and learning, and learning, and, and being able to collaborate on something new. So then on the flip side of that, acting-wise, like you've already talked about sort of the challenges of ums and ahs, yeah. uh, this sounds like there's a, a freedom then in in the modern text 
that you wouldn't necessarily have. Yeah. Uh, based on how many times, I guess just based on sheer number of times Shakespeare's been interpreted and put up there. I mean, I think the freedom of these scripts where the characters are actually saying words that I would say in real life, the references they're making to pop culture are references I know from my current life, not from researching it in some history book. So it can feel very real. And I think it's kind of exciting. And the characters are all our age. So it is a little freeing. I mean, I love Shakespeare. And, you know, that's that's where my heart has been for a very long time. But it's exciting to kind of just walk into a scene with a script and say, okay, I can do this however I want. And the world isn't watching expecting it to be a certain way because a lot of time with Shakespeare people come to see the plays with an expectation of what it should be or or how they view it in their head because everyone has an idea of what Romeo and Juliet is but I don't think people are going to come to these plays with the same sort of expectations and I think we really get to start from scratch especially none of us have ever seen a production of any of these shows so we are starting from scratch completely. We started with the words and this group of people. So, you know, I'm playing Helen against uh, our friend Mickey's Tom, and our relationship is informed also by our relationship in real life. And we get to create that, and, and the show starts with them meeting and then turns into a full relationship, So and they fall in love. And we really get to explore that from scratch with no preconceived notions or anything like that. And it's that's really exciting. And I think that's kind of one of the main differences we've all discovered is that we really started out with a blank slate. Mm-hmm. And we get to bring a lot of ourselves to these characters, even playing two characters that are so different, bringing different parts of my personality out in each of them, but really staying true. James is giggling a little because there's one character that is much more me than the other. <laughs> But it's it's really exciting. It's fun to get to just be up there and be yourself and not think about the text so much because at the end of the day, if I add an extra um into a line, it's not the end of the world. But in Shakespeare, I'm a stickler for it. Shakespeare Vashed is really a stickler for it. So you don't add. You don't change. Yeah, I mean, in Shakespeare, the text is your, is your, is your jumping off point. And I think... How it's structured is how the story is being told in terms of when it comes to Shakespeare's works. This is just different. And and that's actually something we love about Shakespeare. I mean, when I say I'm a stickler for it, it's out of love. I love text. I love iambic pentameter and scanning the text and finding little clues that Shakespeare left for me and what's important and all of that. I love it. So it's not like one's better than the other. Uh, it's just totally different, and it's kind of fun. Yeah, and I think you pull from yourself regardless if it's Shakespeare, if it's For sure. Chekhov, if it's Neil it just it doesn't matter. The only thing simply. you can ever play is your, you know, you can only just be yourself and informing the characters that you're playing. Um, so, yeah. All right, so stepping away for a moment from the the nuts and bolts of the <laughs> rehearsal hall, uh, with regard to uh, the technique side of process, tell me a bit about the the themes of these plays. I, I feel like they're whether it's a sort of zeitgeist readiness to talk about themes like beauty and perceptions of beauty, 
I said from day one we have to support each other because it's they're very vulnerable situations. So as a group, we have to be very conscious of helping each other through this as friends because, yeah, we're asking a lot of difficult questions. Um, Neil Abute writes uh, from a male point of view. He does. Uh, that you can't change that as, you know, the attempts, the times I've attempted to playwright – to, to write a play, I, I do the same thing too. It, it's not easy to write for the opposite sex, to understand their point of view. I mean, to be frank, being married has taught me a lot about that. Like sometimes I just can't understand um, where Julia is coming from. And that's good. I think that informs you as a person and helps you bring your, uh, to become a better person, to understand when you don't know. Um, that certainly makes you a better actor. If you don't know, then good. That's a good place to start. Where are we going from there? But I think both of the plays as well, they're coming from the point of view of, of the male character that is set up as the main character. In Fat Pig, it's Tom. And the play revolves around him. Um, you know, Helen is the sort of spark that ignites him, but he is the main point. It's coming from his point of view. It's his story. And uh, in terms of reasons to be pretty, it's the same thing with Greg. He has the largest arc. He's the one that has to mature and, and, and realize that his perception of what of beauty, of the way he treats, uh, especially his girlfriend, but other women and other people, needs to change. And that's his journey through the play. And the other characters inform that. Not to say that they don't have the arcs and, and journeys of their own, but they are sort of all kind of working around Greg or Tom. I think that's been interesting to uh, to explore because they aren't perfect scripts and they don't have the right answers all the time. And they don't present the best uh, positions on these on these issues. But... Yeah, that's that's fine by me. I mean, you know, that will just encourage more discussion after the play is done. I mean, as I always say, my favorite one of my favorite parts of the theater is, uh, you know, at a at a coffee shop with a person who saw the show or at the bar afterwards. And what did you think? Well, this is what I got from this, because to me, that's what it's all about. The theater is a democratic institution. We're supposed to come watch a story, take what we can from that and learn something about ourselves or change something or have a or challenge something about what we think these plays were presenting. And we're supposed to be entertained as well. We're supposed to enjoy that. So uh, whatever issues come out of the plays, especially in terms of what I think is the overall theme of both plays is the way we value beauty in our modern day society. Um, I hope there's a lot of discussion about what these plays uh, evoked for people emotionally uh, uh, <clears throat> in terms of how they think, in terms of how they would act, in terms of how they uh, what they liked or didn't like. If people hate it, at least that's an emotion rather than nothing, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. I mean... I mean, coming... Uh, Julie, I mean, is going to come from a much different perspective. Yeah, us, well... So, and she continues to help me through the process <laughs> of that. For the actors, it's really... It's almost like standing on stage naked a little bit, these plays, because it's addressing issues that everyone has. You know, everyone has things that they don't like about how they look or whatever, but it's often a very private, personal thing. And we are essentially standing up on stage and proclaiming it to the world and then talking about it for an hour and a half. In character, but it's still us on the stage, you know, and reasons to be pretty when I'm talking about how my boyfriend thinks I'm ugly. That's still my face everyone's looking at. So it's very personal, and there have been moments in rehearsal that have been very difficult for everyone. We've all had kind of moments where it's like, oh, I, I don't know about saying this. Like, how am I? I'm uncomfortable in this moment or 
you know, having such an honest moment between two actors on stage and actually feeling really sad or hurt at the end of it. And you know you're acting and everyone's saying lines that were written by someone else, but the the theme of the show and the issues that are being dealt with in all the scenes are so personal that you can't help but get a little caught up in it. And, and you know, it's it's led to some real conversations, but it's such a supportive group of people mm -hmm. in the room. It's kind of incredible. So I've had some amazing conversations with everyone working on the show, including like the lighting designer and the sound designer who have been in the room when we're dealing with this stuff. Uh, and it's really just like an open, supportive place. But uh, we're all having you know, some, some hard times with certain scenes. And sometimes you finish a scene, you know, we finished the last scene of Fat Pig and both looked at each other and said, I feel like shit right now. <clears throat> like, oh, this was horrible. And I know we're acting, but we both just felt like such crap after running through that scene. And then we were like, oh, well, we, we should. That kind of makes yeah, that's sense. Good. So that's a good thing. That's how it's supposed to feel. But you know, as an actor, you're like, oh, that's the best. Damn, times. You, I'd rather that than you know, you know, coming back and being like, well, that was okay, or that was what it was, or walking off and checking my phone and like yeah. waiting for it to end. You know, that's the best times. Uh, I think you know, uh, after the show, you, you you sort of shake each other's hands. You say, good job. It's like anything, you know. It, when you're when you're you know having been played sports for a little while when I was younger and seeing it now, I mean, you go out there and it's. It's competitive, and that can get very intense at times. But as soon as you leave the ice or the field or whatever, it's done. And that's the thing I always encourage my actors: you can't you can't put yourself into these so much that you're gonna you start you're gonna start not being a person. You have to be a person first. And so uh, after the show, shake each other's hand. Let's go for a beer. Let's talk about how it went. And that's it. It's yeah. just a play. You're not gonna die. You know, you're you're just gonna do the play, and then you're gonna leave, and you're gonna have your life. Which is, you know, frankly more important than, you know, being on stage. Uh, being a person before an actor is, I think, important. So you need that clear-headedness about yeah. it. But that's that's also like, you, I as a director have to ask these these actors to really explore some very vulnerable places uh, for themselves, and and I have to be the facilitator of saying it's going to be okay, and uh, and they're the ones up there. I'm the one that you know is sitting in the audience as an audience member. They're the ones that are doing it. So it, it comes back to uh, technically speaking, sometimes, you know, you have to allow an actor to find their own way. Or if you have a disagreement, I, I think unless it's going to destroy the story, you want to come down on the actor side of that because they're the ones doing it. They're the ones out there. Yeah. Um, and it'll be interesting. I mean, I think we're all really curious to put these in front of people and see what other people think because now it's become so personal. Not that we're all at all anything like our characters, really. But because the issues are so personal, we're bringing a lot of ourselves to it. So it'll be really interesting to see what someone just coming in who doesn't know the play thinks about it or their reactions to the relationships and the characters and and the issues discussed because we are all so in it now. Yeah. Um, but it really, it does affect you. And I think and hope it will affect the audience too and just make them think a little bit and question things or 
about how they see view people or value people or things like that. And yeah, that sounds a little deep and intense. No, and I but I think what I what I continue to push is that what I what I think Labute is trying to to seek is that it doesn't matter. You know, as much all this impetus, all this like weight or or our importance or value we put on the way we look it, it doesn't make you who you are or what you are capable of or what you what you do that really matters um and i think that's that's the overall uh theme or at least the end game what you know when it's like where are we going in terms of when you start at a play you have to have an end game what's the point where are we what's the destination it doesn't matter how we get there but we have to get to the same place as a group and so I think that Labute is looking at this that, you know, in one play, the society causes a breakdown of a relationship, and that is a bad thing. And in another play, somebody, an incident occurs between a, a, a couple that sort of spurs all these other circumstances happening through this one thing said. And then how do people come out of that uh, sort of horror show of, of, of an event as better people, as worse people, as the same? I do believe, though, he looks at it that beauty is simply something we uh, we project onto each other and that it doesn't give us any uh, more value as people. The Labute Cycle featuring Fat Pig and Reasons to be Pretty at Unit 102 from April 8th to the 13th. Thank you so much for joining me, guys. Thank no you. problem. Thanks for having us. It was great. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you have an upcoming Toronto-based performing arts project or production, I want to talk to you about it. Visit walkleft.ca.